You're listening to the Study Legal English podcast, helping lawyers and law students become fluent in legal English. For more information, visit studylegalenglish.com. Hello and welcome to the Study Legal English podcast. I'm your host Louise and today I'm talking about the top course books for legal English learning. As you'll know, if you've been listening to the past few episodes, I'm doing a series of episodes on the topic of resources to improve your legal English. So far, I've covered podcasts for legal English listening in episode 122 and resources for legal English speaking in episode 123. Now, this week, I'm talking about top course books for legal English learning. Note that these are general books for legal English. They are not specific books for contract drafting or some specialist topic within legal English. So I will endeavour to cover my recommendations for these, you know, more specific topics in another episode. So why am I focusing on this as a topic? Well, You, my listeners, you often ask me, Louise, what resources can I use to improve my legal English? And secondly, Stephen Horowitz, the director of online legal English programmes at Georgetown University Law Centre, and in fact, the co-host alongside Daniel Edelson of the US Law Essentials Law and Language podcast, he put me up to the challenge. In case you missed his message in the previous episodes, it went something like this. Hey, Louise. This is Stephen Horowitz, you know, the legal English guy from America. I've published a list of legal English resources on the Georgetown Legal English blog, but it's fairly America-centric. I was thinking you could add some sort of list on the Study Legal English website for more English-focused resources. What do you say? Okay, Louise, talk to you soon. So thanks for that, Stephen. So in this episode, firstly, I'm going to tell you which books I recommend. We're going to hear from some of the authors of those course books to make sure that you're kept fully up to date with the most cutting edge, up to date information about these course books. And then we are going to hear from you. Yes, you, my listeners. And before we get started, if there are some books that you use to study and I haven't mentioned them, let me know. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment below. And if you're listening on my website at studylegalenglish.com forward slash episode 124, 124, leave a comment below on the post. You can also direct message me on Instagram or Facebook. And if you are doing this... Why not do it as a voice note so that I can include you in a future podcast episode? Alternatively, send me an email to louise at studylegalenglish.com. Please note that the books are listed over on the website and there's a PDF download, which could be helpful as a quick reference if you're a student or as well if you're a teacher that you can give to your students. And one final thing to mention is that podcast light and pro members get access to downloadable and synced transcripts to the episode. Visit studylegalenglish.com forward slash episode 124 for all of your member benefits and pro members also get access to a vocabulary list for this episode. If you want to get ahead with your legal English and you're not a member, visit studylegalenglish.com forward slash pricing to sign up. I also want to mention that I'm going to be taking a break in August 
and I'll be back in September with some more podcast episodes. So let's go. The first book I recommend, I've mentioned it before in the show, it's called The Lawyer's English Language Coursebook by Catherine Mason. This is a comprehensive coursebook for learning legal English vocabulary. It focuses on preparing students for the test of legal English skills exam for both the foundation and the higher. And you know, my listeners, this is an exam which has been gaining traction in recent years. It's actually the leading exam to take to prove your level of legal English. This exam was developed by the very same author of this book. So this book is very much the book that you want to use to study for the tolls foundation and higher exam. The book covers a range of different practice areas, for example, the legal profession, banking law, employment law, company law, contract law, tort law, amongst others. I also use this book a lot. I use it a lot with my students who are interested in taking the tolls exam, but also just as a general course book. You don't need to just use it if you're thinking of preparing for the tolls exam. It's great to have for self-study or to use with a teacher just for your general legal English learning. It's got plenty of activities which can be done either in class or at home by yourself because there is an answer key at the back. The main point to be wary of is that the exercises maybe could be a little dry because there's just a lot of gap fill exercises which are brilliant for learning vocabulary. They're absolutely fantastic. But, you know, after many, many gap fill exercises or matching exercises, it might get a little bit boring. There are not any role play activities in this book. There's no speaking exercises. The reason for that is because the TOLS exam does not test speaking. So, It's perfect for preparing for the exam, but if you're sort of learning just general legal English, you don't want to take the TOLS exam and you're using this with a teacher. Me as a teacher, when I teach using this book, I always supplement it with extra activities to make the lessons a bit more fun. And then, of course, students can do those coursebook exercises to reinforce the learning at home. So if you're a teacher listening, then I'm sure you probably do this if you're using this book already. If you're thinking of using this book, I would recommend, you know, supplementing the activities a bit. If you want a bit more of an in-depth review of this book, then you can check out my review, which is more, it's longer than this, over at studylegalenglish.com forward slash episode 102. This episode is also available as a video on YouTube, so you can just search for the Lawyer's English Language Book on YouTube and you should be able to find that video. Now, the edition that I review is the second edition which was published in 2016. There is now a third edition which I have. I was sent this new book when I registered as a tolls centre. I'm now a tolls uh, registered training centre. When I got in touch with tolls, they told me that nothing has changed in this new edition except for the cover. So if you've already got the old version of the book and you're worried, thinking, oh, there's a new edition, I need to get this new edition. No, you don't. You can actually rely on that second edition. Nothing significant has changed. Another thing I want to mention is that generally the book is up to date. The only thing that I've seen so far which is not up to date is a reference to the small claims court, which is a procedure that can be used in England for small claims. That means claims under a certain amount of money, under a certain value. 
And in the book, it's referenced that the small claims court is for claims under £5,000. But they mentioned that this amount was subject to change in the future, that there would likely be an increase in the future. And indeed, there was. Now a small claim is any claim with a financial value of not more than £10,000. But it's subject to specific rules. For example, claims for personal injuries, there are specific rules around this. And indeed, there's another exception, for example, a claim by a tenant of a residential premises against their landlord for repairs or other work to the premises. So yes, it's a bit of a technical matter when we start going into details. But as a general rule, actually, a small claim would be one which is not more than £10,000 nowadays. So I don't think as a foreign lawyer, these things really matter unless perhaps you're studying for the solicitor's qualifying exam, which is an exam that foreign lawyers can take to become a qualified lawyer in England. You don't really need to know that level of technical detail. As you know, as much as anyone, as a learner of legal English, what you're doing is you're learning words that you can then use in your own jurisdiction. And the words don't always have an exact equivalent. For example, if you're trying to explain a procedure in your own jurisdiction and you do have a difference in making a claim between a low-value claim and a high-value claim, there's a different procedure, you would know just to say, oh, we have a procedure for small claims. And it's not that that procedure will be the exact same procedure as is used in England. So it doesn't really matter if the procedure in England is for claims with a value of 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, whatever. I just wanted to make that point. However, if you are interested in that level of technical detail, then I would say in any case, using these books for self-study, yes, it's good, but you really... I've said this before, I sound like a broken record, you should get a teacher. You should study with a legal English teacher, probably someone who keeps themselves up to date because they should be able to point these things out to you. But I would say as well, it is difficult for legal English teachers because, you know, we teach legal English, which is so many different topics within the law. And, um, it's not always easy to keep up to date with all of these things. You know, you're probably a lawyer and you know how uh, how difficult it is to keep on top of all these changes. The main thing is you're learning legal English, you're not learning the law. So I would say these, you know, slight changes, they're not really that big a deal unless there's been a really significant change to the concept which you need to know about. Okay, let's uh, let's move on. If you're interested in the tolls exam, I should mention I am running some online courses at the moment to prepare students for tolls. Just go to studylegalenglish.com forward slash courses to sign up and all participants in this online course get a free copy of this course book that I've just mentioned, the Lawyer's English Language course book. I also run private tolls training, you know, one-to-one lessons with students as well as teachers. If you're a teacher and you don't really know how to teach tolls, drop me an email for further information. The next book I recommend is Advanced Legal English by Natalie Canyon and Catherine Mason. So it's by Catherine Mason, again, the same woman who wrote that previous book, alongside Natalie Canyon, who used to work at the Cambridge Law Studio. So 
Again, this book is to prepare people specifically for the TOLS exam. It's written specifically to prepare students for the TOLS advanced exam. However, it's still an interesting book in its own right. The book is for class or self-study. You can use it as a teacher in your classes. Again, I'd probably say supplement it with extra activities because it could be a little dry. There's quite a lot of gap fill activities. However, there are some speaking exercises in this book. There are some questions that you can ask students. So the exercises are a little bit more diverse. The book itself is split into 60 concise two-page units. I think the concept behind this is that, you know, each unit should take one lesson or one or two lessons. When I've used this with my own advanced students, it usually takes about an hour to complete one of the units or maybe two hours, two lessons, if we supplement it with a lot of extra activities. If you're using this book at home, yes, okay, you can probably sit down and complete a unit in an hour yourself. And the answers are given at the back of the book. I did see on the Tolls website where they've got a bookshop, you can actually purchase this book without the answer key. So I suppose that's aimed at teachers who want to run a course and they don't want their students to have the answers. I personally would always get the book that has the answers in because then you can set it for homework and the students can, you know, check the answers. I don't know, maybe if you're teaching at a university and you think, oh no, my students are going to cheat, um, then maybe that option for you is helpful. So the topics in this book are very much commercial topics. They're generally focused on contracts and company law. There's also some sections on plain English and also some cutting edge topics like artificial intelligence developments in the law. The second edition of this book was published in 2021. I have the first edition copy, which was written a few years before. And the third edition was published in 2022. And what I can see is that Tolls has sort of rebranded this book to be a book that can also be helpful to prepare students for the solicitor's qualifying exam. I think you'd probably need quite a lot more than this book to prepare yourself for the solicitor's qualifying exam. It's a challenging exam and you need some quite specific training to do that. Um, however, this book can probably be helpful as sort of a first step. So I've got the first edition and the third edition of this book and there is no difference except for the cover as far as I can see. So again, if you've got one of the earlier editions of this book and you're thinking, should I get the new version? My position would be no, there's nothing new in these new editions. So the bottom line is, this is a good book. It's more appropriate for more advanced students. It's good as a self-study book. It's also good for classes. The next book I recommend is The Introduction to International Legal English. It was published by Cambridge University Press and the authors are Matt Firth and Amy Quas Lindner. I'm not sure if I've pronounced her name correctly, so apologies for that if it's incorrect. So this book is a comprehensive course book. It's appropriate for students at the beginning of their legal English journey, so beginners to probably to intermediate. It covers many different legal practice areas, such as real property, company law, commercial law. It's got a range of exercises. Yes, it's got, you know, gap fill. It's got matching. It's got role plays. It's got discussion questions. So it develops all of the key language skills, speaking, listening, reading, writing. 
There is also a teacher book available and when students have finished this book, they can naturally progress on to the next book in this series, which is called International Legal English. The introduction to legal English is sometimes known as the blue book and international legal English is sometimes known as the red book. This next book is aimed at B2 level, so intermediate and above. And these two books, both of them, they were aimed at preparing students for the Cambridge International Legal English exam. You might know that as ILEC, but that exam was discontinued in, I don't know, quite a few years ago. I think it was 2017 or 2018, if I'm not mistaken. These course books, they are still helpful in their own right. You can use them for self-study. You can use them as a teacher. The problem is that these books, they're now out of print so it might be difficult to get a copy or they might become quite expensive. And as with all books which are not updated, there may be some concepts which are a bit out of date. Again, like I said with the Tolls book, this usually isn't a major issue because you're learning legal English vocabulary. And yes, okay, if the law changes a little bit in England, it's not like you absolutely need to know the exact law of England. You're not studying the law, but you're studying, you know, legal English and be able to use that vocabulary and adapt it to your own jurisdiction. But on the pro side, something interesting about these books is that they've been turned into an online version. So I got in touch with the author, Matt Firth, and he said this. Hi, Louise. Thanks for the question about uh, ILE. Um, yeah, the International Legal English series now, unfortunately, out of print, uh, both the Red Book and the Blue Book. Um, you still can find some copies available online. But if anyone's thinking about taking the Blue Book course, for example, I would recommend a Translegal's online version. We've actually put a digital version, an updated um, second edition on Translegal's new LMS, the new learning management system. And what we try to do with the Blue Book is to convert as many of the different questions so you can get automated feedback so it makes it particularly useful for self-study it can also be taken with a class the teacher's book for the blue book is actually freely available to teachers now on the lms at the moment it's just a pdf version of the original but right now i'm working on converting it to the lms format and there'll be also a little extra uh, content so the red book that's also out of print at the moment, there are no plans to make a digital version of that, but we have used about 20% of the content for a completely updated English for Law course, which is actually going to be launched in September, and it's going to be marketed as the International Legal English Digital Third Edition. I also just wanted to say, very, very excited about your new book coming out, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, getting hold of a copy of that and hearing the latest podcast. The podcasts are fantastic. Always recommend them to my students. Brilliant stuff, and it's fantastic what you're doing. Okay, see you then. Bye-bye. Okay, so thanks for that message there, Matt. I think that was quite clear for you listeners, hopefully. So let's move on. The next book is Legal English by Rupert Haig, who I've interviewed in episode 103. So if you go to studylegalenglish.com forward slash episode 103, or you search for Rupert Haig, study legal English on YouTube, you should be able to find that interview. 
This book differs from the other books I've mentioned as it's more of a reference book, in my opinion, rather than a course book. It's really helpful to be able to check things, to check vocabulary, to check phrases to use, to check concepts. And the book is split into two parts. The first part focuses on written legal English and the second part focuses on spoken legal English. There's a range of topics covered, including contract drafting, client meetings, advocacy. However, the book focuses on stating how things should be done, including phrases to use, rather than giving practical exercises for students to be able to develop their skills. There are some exercises in this book, but it's not the main focus. So it's a helpful book for teachers to get an overview of the skills that lawyers need to use also to use as a basis for developing your own classes. It's also helpful for students who want to have a reference book, who maybe you've got a meeting coming up and you want to be able to look at some vocabulary to use. You can find helpful phrases in there, but there's not many exercises to practice. However, pay attention because the version that I've got is the fifth edition, which was written in 2018. There is a newer version which was published in 2020, which I do believe has been updated to be a bit more practical. And the thing that I love about the new version is that there's a companion website where you can access some free resources. Even if you don't own a copy of the book, you can access these resources. And these include some quizzes and videos. So that's actually really nice. You can find a link to that in the show notes. I'll leave a link on the website page as well. Obviously, to make the most of these resources, if you haven't got the book, you should buy the book. You should definitely go and buy the book. Having a copy of a real book is very helpful. I got in touch with Rupert Haig to ask him what has changed in this new edition. And here's what he said. Hi, this is Rupert Haig. A quick note on the updated version of Legal English. I mean, the sixth edition, which was published in 2021. Uh, it revises and expands the companion website, which a lot of people don't know exists. But actually, if you go onto the Routledge website, you can find it from there. It also contains updated examples and more detailed explanations of um, a number of problematic areas of legal English usage. And there's also an expanded section on writing law essays, which is particularly useful for law students, of course. So I hope you enjoy it, or at least find it useful. And um, thanks for listening. Bye. Okay, thank you for that, Rupert Haig, where he very clearly set out some of those changes. Okay, moving on. The next book is called Express Series English for Legal Professionals by Andrew Frost. This is a helpful course book for legal professionals interested in commercial law. It's got a range of sections, including some quite interesting topics, mergers and acquisitions, employment law and intellectual property. Intellectual property isn't really covered in the tolls books, for example. Employment law is, mergers and acquisitions, mm, not so much. It's a well-structured book. This is one of the Legal English books, which is really, really colourful. It's got a lovely layout. It's got loads of pictures. It's really engaging. So if you get bored easily with a book that's sort of just got, you know, a regular layout, this book might help keep you motivated, maybe. It's appropriate for classes or for self-study. The problem is that this book, I believe the latest edition was 2014, It may even be out of print, I think. So some of the concepts could be a bit out of date. And the book comes with what it calls a 
multi-ROM, which nowadays I think books have companion websites or MP3s or, you know, downloads, which are just easier and a bit more modern to use. Nevertheless, it does remain a helpful book. Just bear those things in mind. Okay, the next book I want to mention is called Professional English in Use, Law. It's by Gillian Brown and Sally Rice. It's another comprehensive course book suitable for upper intermediate to advanced students. It can be used for both self-study and with a teacher. It contains 45 units covering a wide range of legal vocabulary. For example, there are topics on the English legal system. Okay, so the Tolls books cover that. The International Legal English books, they also cover that. But it's got some other interesting topics, for example, environmental law. We don't see that in those other course books that I've mentioned. And again, something interesting about this book is that the index includes the international phonetic alphabet next to the words. So if you know how to read the international phonetic alphabet, or if you're a teacher and that's helpful for you, then that can be a really helpful way to make sure that your students or you as a student are pronouncing words correctly. Nowadays, you know, I would say quite often you can just Google a word. If you Google a word, for example, debt, that's a commonly mispronounced word. Don't pronounce the B, debt. So if you Google debt, so you literally type into Google debt pronunciation, Google does this brilliant thing where it will bring back a result where it's got the pronunciation and you can click and you can play the pronunciation and you can even see the way that the mouth moves to pronounce those words. So yes, this index in the book with the International Phonetic Alphabet could be helpful, but I'd say maybe it's been replaced by other more modern ways of doing things. I don't know. What do you think? Something nice about this book is that there are quite a few sample documents available for free on the Cambridge website. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Uh, So that's great. You know, you can literally download a chapter and check it out. And then if you like it, then you can go ahead and buy the book. The problem with this book is that it was published in 2007. So we're talking, you know, more than 10 years ago. And some of the concepts may be out of date. As I said with the other books, you know, this isn't a huge problem, especially if you're studying with a legal English teacher who knows their stuff, who's pretty hot on keeping updated. But if you're studying by yourself, then, you know, I'd say try to get a book which is more in date. So those are all the books that I wanted to mention. Remember, these are general legal English books. They're not books to focus on how to draft contracts. They're not books to talk about specifically how to negotiate contracts or whatever, I will try to cover, I'll endeavour to cover that topic in another episode. So now it's over to you, my listeners. I asked you on social media which books you recommend for studying legal English, and here's a few of your responses. First of all, marco.veljevic.88 on Instagram said, English for Law by Jeremy Wallen. At Iman Billick said Cambridge International Legal English. I've mentioned that book in the show. At Ankuse Menova, not sure if I've pronounced Ankuse's name correctly. She said Professional English in Use Law. I've mentioned that in the show. She also mentioned Absolute Legal English. 
I didn't mention that one, I don't think. And she also mentioned an introduction to international legal English, which I've also mentioned. I also got a voice note, fantastic, from at alina.266. Let's take a listen and see what Alina recommends. Hi, I'm Alina. I'm from Ukraine and I want to say that course books, introduction to international legal English and absolute legal English are so good. They are written well and easy to understand even a newcomer that I also used to be. In addition, these course books contain specific exercises to improve your reading, writing, listening and other skills. Fantastic. Alina's got great legal English. Congratulations, Alina. You spoke very, very well on that voice message. Brilliant. Well done. I also received a message from Herjani Gursky, Brazilian lawyer and top podcast pro member. And she told me some of the books that she likes to use. In fact, they're some of the books that I've mentioned in this episode. Let's take a listen to Herjani's message. Hi there. The legal English books that I use are number one. Introduction to International Legal English by Amy Kreislinda and Matt Firth. This book is suitable for both learners who are learning legal English from scratch or not. The book presents a number of important subjects from contract law to criminal law. Number two, International Legal English, also written by Amy Kreislinda. This one is for learners who are more advanced. The subjects are quite interesting, such as employment law and real property law. And number three, The Lawyer's English Language course book by Catherine Mason, the TOLS book, used to prepare students to take the TOLS exam. And also for those who want to improve their legal English, I found out this book. It's so engaging. It gives you the information really clearly and concisely. Thank you, Louise. Bye, guys. Fantastic. Excellent speaking there, Hijane, and excellent recommendations. Great. So that's the end of this episode. I hope you found it useful and you learned something new. I hope those books are going to be useful for you. You're going to go out and buy one of these books, hopefully, and start improving your legal English. Don't forget to leave a comment. Did you like this episode? Was it helpful? Do you like learning about resources to help you improve your legal English? Have you got any of these books? What do you like about them? What do you dislike about them? Are there any books that you used to study that I didn't mention? Let me know. Leave a comment below on YouTube. If you're listening on the website, leave a comment in the post or send me a direct message on Instagram, on Facebook or of course, send me send me an email to louise at studylegalenglish.com. Just a reminder for members, head to studylegalenglish.com forward slash episode 124 for all your membership benefits. And if you're thinking of becoming a member, which, yes, that's a good idea. You should. You should do that today. Go to studylegalenglish.com forward slash pricing to sign up. Don't forget, I'm taking a break in August, but I'll be back in September with some more episodes. So thanks for listening and see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Study Legal English podcast. If you really want to get ahead, why not become a member and gain access to many learning resources? Visit studylegalenglish.com forward slash pricing 